it's not about the fake followers and the real followers. It's about establishing your brand, you know? Okay. So it's a way for people to kind of get ahead of the curve a little bit. Because you see someone with 50,000, if you don't look too much into it, you might think there's genuine in the in the market. Blue check. And yeah. they, they 100% could be, you know? Yeah. They could know act, They could actually know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's just a way for them to kind of get your attention quicker and to get that follow from you a little bit easier. Because if they had 50,000, if they had 1,000, there's a big difference if you actually trust them what they're saying or not, you know? Welcome back to the Two Fries Podcast, aka the number one podcast in Winnipeg, where we document the rise of stardom of Winnipeg's talent and personalities. Second guest of 2022. I know we did a lot of more episodes, but this is our guest of 2022. Introduce this man. Let's bring it on. He is a social media marketer. He's worked with well-known companies known as Heike Agency. He's also the manager for the Inside Fighting MMA podcast. Um, he's a co-founder of Earthbrush now. Let's play, bring on our good friend Adam Finch, Fishkin. Appreciate <laughs> it, guys. Thank yeah. you. Sorry about <laughs> that. I butcher the names yeah. always. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, guys. This is a long time running. Yep. We've been texting back and forth since probably <laughs> last year. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get you on. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of schedule issues, but we finally got you. Finally here. Happy Thank to be here. Thank you so much. We gave you a little intro. Yeah. But give yourself an intro. What do you What do you call yourself? What do you do? Yeah, I'm a I'm a marketer at the end yeah. of the day, right? Yeah. Uh, social media is where like, my expertise is. Um, I do a little bit of digital marketing as well, so I help run ads for certain companies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but we build personal brands. That's yeah. my biggest thing. I started off with business brands, but now we're we're really just developing people. And uh, you could say we help build influencers from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's okay. really the when you dumb it down. But sure. yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, you know, like yeah. nowadays, like people pick up a camera, they go on Instagram, post a little reel. They call themselves a social media marketer. Yeah. Like explain to the audience, like, (laughs) you know, what, what actually is a social media marketing? What do you do like on a daily basis? Yeah. So on a daily basis, it's, it's a lot of management really at the end of the day. Um, I'm not a video editor. I'm not a graphic designer. We have people that do that. Yeah. yeah. Any social media manager that tells you they can do all of it is lying. (laughs) You can't, you can't be an expert in so many different things, you know? So I'm a people manager at the end of the day. I please people. So at the end of the day, I look at my client and I say, okay, what should you be known for? Yeah. And we help them build around those areas. So we call them content pillars, mm-hmm. right? So we usually come up with three or four content pillars that we can kind of go around a client. So it's usually like motivational, educational, um, lifestyle, stuff like that, right? And we kind of build our content around that and we come up with a content plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to the actual content itself, let's say I have a real estate client. Yeah. I don't know as much about real estate as they do, you know? Yeah, so sure they, right. they have to talk about it, yeah. right? Um, but it's just me kind of guiding them and helping them flourish on social media mm-hmm. um, and then managing the whole process of the content creation and the content posting. Yeah, That's interesting. How, how, how did you get started in this all? Like, how old were you? What was the Got whole it. goal of this? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Uh, so I hated marketing. Yeah, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah I, that's the last thing I ever wanted to do. <laughs> when I went, so, so I went to Aspera. I was in business school. Um, and my whole thing was, why would you go to business school if you want to be in marketing? Yeah. <laughs> and I always ripped on people for it because I went in with the mentality of being in finance. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I wanted to be a financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you guys, have you guys heard of the co-op program? Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. So for those that don't know it, basically it's a program that helps you get a job uh, in the real world yeah. when you're still in school. Right. Um, so back in the day. I wanted to join the program. I joined a bit late. So most people started at the end of their second year. Mm-hmm. I was going to start at the end of my third year because my girlfriend and I went on a big Europe trip beforehand. Yeah. Um, 
so I ended up joining in the third year, um, and I was supposed to start in the summer. But in the winter, they said, hey, we have so many employees, not enough students to be, uh, or sorry, we have so many employers, not enough students to be employees. Uh-huh. Do you want to give it a shot in the winter? So there was like a list of like 20 places I could apply to. Six of them were finance. One of them was marketing. <laughs> so I was like, I got to apply and see what happens. You know, even if I don't want to do marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the only job I got. <laughs> oh, so I said, I can't turn down working for a place yeah. like, let me give it a shot. And that's how I got into marketing. I was uh, the entertainment manager. Um, so I worked for the entertainment side of things. So uh, they manage hockey. Mm-hmm. So that's the. And then all the concerts, all the other events that come here, that's considered entertainment. Right. So I was doing the marketing for that and the social media for that. Ah. And that's how I got into it. That, that went super well at the end of my, that was right when COVID started. So it was supposed to be a four month term. I was there for three months. At the end of the three months, every analytic was up 200%. Yeah. And what, maybe they were doing a bad job before. I don't even know if it was me doing a good job. Yeah. But it got my ego going. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And it was easy to close clients. You just show them that and they're, oh, 100%. Why wouldn't yeah. I do work with you? Yeah. Uh, and that's how I got into it. Is that where that switch started for you? Like, did you go back to school after that? Or was it like, I'm going to go this. I, I made 200%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, so that I was going into my last year of school at okay. that point. Yeah. Um, so I ended up. I was supposed to be in school for another year and a half, actually, I think, because mm-hmm. there was two more co-op semesters as well that I had to do. That was just yeah. my first one. Mm-hmm. I ended up dropping the last two co-op semesters yeah. and just finished my last year of school. So in my last year of school, there was a summer term, a fall term, and a winter term. I think I took 16 classes in total. Wow. In like three, in like those three semesters straight. <laughs> oh, okay. I just wanted to be done. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the marketing was going well. At that time, I yeah. started up my, at my own agency. Um, or actually, I was working with, uh, with another guy. Uh, we were working on building up this agency. That was going okay. And that was at the same time I kind of started working with high key as well. Yeah. Um, and that was going like really well. And yeah. I was like, man, I'm 21. I'm making good money. Yeah. Got to keep going, you know? Why yeah. would I stop now? Why would I continue school for much longer? That's Most awesome. kids just want to get a job out of school. Yeah. I already had it in school, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. might as well finish. Did, did you enjoy yeah. the marketing side? Like, did you like develop a love for it or a passion for it after? Because you said you wanted to go into finance. So yeah. where's the switch I think everybody likes social media, you know, so you enjoy spending your time on social media. So it's hard not to enjoy working in it, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where that switch came, where I'm still really good with, uh, with numbers and stuff like that. So it just helps me in the marketing side of things. Mm Because that's at the end, when you break it down, that's why I wanted to go into finance. Mm -hmm. I was really good with numbers. I knew it was finance or accounting. I took an accounting course and I said, okay, yeah, this, you work with numbers, but it's so standardized, yeah. you know, like you follow a system the entire way. I'm like, yeah. this is so boring. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I decided on finance. Okay. But at the end of the day, those analytics and all that helps me with my clients to show where we can go better. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so just took it and put it into another field. <laughs> yeah. W- what was that learning curve? Like, I'm, I'm sure starting, I'm working your way up to the bigger agencies. Like that curve was probably the toughest thing ever, right? hundred percent. A hundred percent was actually a great learning place because mm-hmm. they, they would actually pay me to learn. Yeah. So when I was there, they knew that I didn't know what I was doing when I started. Yeah. And they just liked me because they liked me. And that's why they hired me, right, yeah. at the end of the day. But during my shift, like, I'd spend half my shift on YouTube <laughs> actually learning about marketing and social media and digital ads and all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So they paid for me to learn, which was great. And then you also get to learn from people running the Winnipeg Jets account. You yeah. know, there's only 30 of those people running NHL accounts yeah. in the world, right? Yeah. So... You get to learn from some pretty cool people as well. Damn. Yeah, that's dope. Was there was there anything that you realized once you got into social media that prior you were like, hey, that's that's new to me. Yeah. Anything that was like 
shocking or it was all new to me everything. <laughs> yeah 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 like video editing graphic design like all that having to help people because the video editors know what they're doing mm-hmm. but you have to help manage them and guide them in the way they don't know what works on social media they just right. know how to edit a video you know mm-hmm. so you have to a lot of the time manage them and help them make the content to optimize it for social media per se right so so just learning all those things and their terminology was the toughest thing right yeah. that that's the at the end of the day to be able to communicate with them was hard. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure, like, when people think of, like, social media mar- management, like, they think, like, oh, you're managing, like, for example, like, two for eyes, like, Instagram, right? Yeah. You're just going up and, like, scheduling Instagram posts at, like, 2 or 4 p.m., <laughs> you know? Like, when you think about, like, the people, like, what was the challenge? Like, you, you said, like, with editors, you have to learn their lingo. Correct. But, like, in terms of people managing, like, what was that like? I people managed way before social media. Yeah, so okay. the people management side of things was the easy part. Mm-hmm. So when I, my first job was working at a pizza place, uh, in there I ended up going into management. Yeah. Uh, then I worked at Calvin Klein uh, in the outlet mall. Yeah. Ended up going into management there too. <laughs> and then I ended up working at a restaurant at Moxie's. Ended up going into management, management there yeah, too. Yeah. So I, people management was my strong suit always. Okay. So I was able to do that. It really was just learning the lingo and learning the specifics of social media and what works, what doesn't. And that's changing literally every day. Yeah. You know, like Instagram Reels, that's only a few months. We're only yeah, a few yeah. months into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a constant, like, evolving space. Yeah. That's what I've also noticed as well. So compared to when you started, how old were you when you start, uh, were at True North? Or 21. 21. And how old are you right. now? 22. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, maybe I started just before I turned 21. Okay. So, so like, yeah. So, I, I turned 21 in uh, May. So, even even during yeah. that one-year timeline, how how has marketing changed for then? TikTok I, didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> That's the biggest thing. It's, it is it is crazy, the rise you've seen on that platform. Uh-huh. Like, since we've been kids, we've seen we've seen Vine. Yeah. Um, were you guys on Clubhouse by any chance? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that lasted a few months, you know, yeah, and then over. Twitter took over. You it's know, over. like yeah. these platforms don't stay. Yeah. yeah. But TikTok's the first one we've seen since like Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. and Twitter mm-hmm. to stick around, which is crazy. Yeah. And it just dominated the market. So learning that, that was why. That why, was crazy. why do you think it dominated the market? It's quick. It's yeah. quick. We have such a short attention span, like mm-hmm. literally three seconds. I don't get your attention it's gone yeah, yeah. you're on to the next thing yeah. and t- tiktok lets you do that yeah, yeah. you're on to the next <laughs> thing if you don't like the video gone you just so easy to just scroll right mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's the biggest thing and it makes it helps people be their natural selves they promote that you know instagram they promote all like the glamour you know the guys with the fancy cars yeah the girls that look good right stuff like that like people's dream lives mm-hmm. where tiktok kind of promotes like the the normal person and all that that's also like what i've realized like from TikTok, like being on TikTok with the podcast, right? Like to grab the people's attention is like one of the hardest things you can do, right? Yeah. Like, man, we're so used to, oh yeah. You're telling him. Man. Peace out. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, right? Yeah. Like when when you're creating these people, like what is the first thing like you you do on TikTok? Like do you say like, oh, did you know this? Or like, you know? Yeah, like, so you want to use trigger words. That's yeah. the biggest thing. So like the, the you, you need, stuff like that. Yeah. You really want to talk to the person. And we call it the hook, right? Like that yeah, first yeah. three seconds is by far yeah. the most important. So I actually sent an email yesterday. Uh, we're filming like a promo video. Mm-hmm. I sent her probably five to ten different hooks. And I said the rest of the video, it's fluff, do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need you to film these five to ten different ones. And I'm going to choose which one t- turns out the best. Yeah. Because that's going to catch someone's attention. And that's all that matters to start. And then obviously, like the rest of the video also matters. You want to reaffirm whatever your hook was throughout the video so they stay watching mm-hmm. 
But at the end of the day, that hook is what matters yeah. to, you, to get them to start watching. As a, as a marketer, what is your main like, goal? Is it to get as many impressions, as many eyes, or is it conversions, or what are you guys looking at? It, whatever the client wants. So every client wants a different thing. A lot of the clients we work with, they have a lot of money, mm-hmm. and with a lot of money comes a lot of ego. Yeah. And so a lot of them, are it's for ego building, you know, which is fine, because everybody has an ego that needs to be, <laughs> <laughs> needs to be built from time to time. So, yeah. um, so that's usually just the following, you know? So they like to see the followers. Once they get the followers, then they want to see the engagement yeah. come along yeah. with it, you know, to make it seem more legitimate and seem like people want, want to be following them. Mm-hmm. Um, some people want to see an ROI, which yeah, is course. which is the worst for me because yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's hard uh, an ROI from social media. Yep. Y- you're not gonna see it, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not selling anything, mm-hmm. and if you are, less people want to follow you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. So something's not gonna be clicking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to see an ROI, ads is the best way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, usually just an ego to followers. <laughs> Where's that balance? So like like in today's today's society, it's all about numbers, man. But that yeah. can also psychologically affect you so much, though. Like, where, where do you think that balance is between numbers and being an actual person, like a decent person? Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it depends. You, you know, like, we, we help people be, like, what they want to be on social media. Mm-hmm. And then we tailor that to try to get followers and stuff, right? right. So, so we, we really, we don't try to, we don't want them to be different from who they are in person, right? Yeah. We want them to be the same and we want them to be very natural and organic on social media. Because that really is what converts the best. People see it when you're oh, yeah. fake. It's yeah. so easy to see it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Have, have you, like, when I think of social media, and especially like being in the space, yeah. you see two people. You see people who are authentic and who are actually, you know, trying to do something that will build something. But then there's a lot of, like, scam sides, too, right? Of, yeah. like, these gurus and doing all that side. Have you dealt with that side at all? And how do you combat it, combat it? Yeah, it's uh, it's tough, you know. Working in social media, I have a very tough time trusting a lot of people on social media. Yeah, because I know how fake it can be. Yeah, you know, and I and, and you work with people like that. You work with some great people as well. Yeah, and it's it's hard. Uh, there is no balance. You just have to be careful, mm-hmm. look out for it, and just like trust your gut. Really, you know, yeah. for who, who's fake and who's not. That's that's really the best advice I could give. Um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. It's so easy to be fake. Yeah, and yeah. it get, and it gets the. Gets it gets the, the views. Gets the views. <laughs> yeah, that's right. what gets the views, man. That's yeah. what gets the analytics going. So yeah, like, exactly. It's tough. Yeah. yeah, you gotta, you definitely gotta balance it. The reason I ask is because I got a whole bunch of DMs for like <laughs> NFT girls trying to like crazy. Yeah, crazy. I followed the NFT account and all of a sudden <laughs> I have fifty. Different I know, things. I know, and it's like so. Some of those services like we're able to kind of offer and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I see the back end of it. Yeah, and I see the people that are being organic about it and, and really just trying to grow their platforms you know mm-hmm. but at the same time there's people doing the exact same thing as them who just want your money and they want to take your money and run you know um so yeah like i heard there was an nft now that you bring it up that so it was an open sea yeah. yeah they did like eight million in their first day or something like that okay. and it got taken out because it was a scam yeah which is yeah. crazy that yeah. is eight million that people invested yeah. and like now a- you're just telling them it's a scam like that's insane yeah just a rug yeah. pull just yeah like- inflate the coin or the nft and yeah and, yeah they just take the money and run so well, but well, i'm curious to see like what is the back end looking like for that like what is like what's the what's the what's the back end looking like for that yeah so as much as you can give away. yeah yeah of course <laughs> so what specifically do you want to know more about what, like what for do you example see like okay like the, the biggest deep? thing i see is like pyramid schemes right now right yeah like, with whether they like you'll get into like my uh forex trading platform 
and yeah. let, let me let me make you bank. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. If so, anybody ever asks you for money to join something, yeah. just say no. Yeah. yeah. Because if somebody genuinely wants to mentor you and teach you, they're not going to ask for money. Mm-hmm. They want your time more than anything because they ran out of it. Yeah. And they want you to help them out with to do things. So that's the biggest thing you can offer someone your time. Exactly. Yeah. You know. If someone's like, hey, look, I'll make you 30K, but you got to give me a K first. <laughs> no, what? Don't yeah. give them a thousand. Don't give them anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also curious about the automation stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. I get a lot of DM. Like, like just like random miscellaneous the accounts have zero followers yeah oh sorry for dming you from this account we we reached our limit on the other yeah, account yeah, yeah. you should go check out this guy we noticed you like real estate whatever <laughs> so is it copy and paste or is there an algorithm or is there like a level of there's people that offer that service oh, okay so you can go out go ahead and uh, certain people will offer it to you they'll say hey look we'll offer you 250,000 dms for x cost oh okay. yeah 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 and basically the way it works is you're probably following a big page like let's say like Gary V, yeah. Tony Robbins, something like that. They just DM the followers of that page. That's how those services work. Yeah, so let's say uh, I'm a real estate investor and I want to target real estate people. Yeah. So I'm gonna go to someone like Grant Cardone, yeah. Tony Robbins, whatever, someone who's big in that industry, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna DM a bunch of their followers because those followers are already interested in real estate. So even if I can can convert on some of those to come back to you, then that's how that works. You know. Uh, yeah. Hey yo, we interrupt this episode to bring you today's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, and more. Anyone can join the millions of the members in the community to learn cutting edge skills, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. If you'd like to support our show and are interested in Skillshare, click the first affiliate link in our description to get your 14 day free trial on us. It's quick, easy, and you can cancel it anytime. Now back to the episode. Life. It's like a little <laughs> code. It's like a little loop running around. Yeah, right? it's crazy. It though, makes sense though, because yeah. the niche is there. You yeah, know, you know that person's already interested in that. Yeah, and if they depends what your hook is, but if you can get them to convert. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's just about getting those those followers, right? Yeah. It, that's everything that people want at the end of the day. What percentage of people do you think on social media are authentic, and what percentage do you think are um, fake, or not fake, but like just there for uh, inflation or it, yeah. it's tough to give you a percentage sure. but what i can tell you is that m- a lot of people unless they're like a really big influencer you know that's like actually well known for something mm-hmm. they're probably a little fake yeah. most people okay. you know like you see people with like large followings of fifty thousand. you're like what does this person do like h- how how do they have this following five thousand of those followers could be real ten thousand of those could be real but the majority there's a good chance that are fake you yeah. know but at the end of the day, it's it's not about the fake followers and the real followers. It's about establishing your brand, you know? Okay. So it's a way for people to kind of get ahead of the curve a little bit. Because you see someone with 50,000, if you don't look too much into it, you might think they're genuine in the in the market. Blue check. And yeah. they, they 100% could be, you know? Yeah. They, could know act, they could actually know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's just a way for them to kind of get your attention quicker and to get that follow from you a little bit easier. Because if they had 50,000, if they had 1,000, there's a big difference of you actually trusting what they're saying or not, you know? It, it's yeah. the it's the social proof exactly. It, it's the social proof where like, for example, you look at certain companies. They have like fifty k followers. You click on one of their posts. They have three hundred likes. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. Where, exactly. Where's the exactly. In that? Exactly. You know. So I'm, I'm curious to see like how is that back end looking like? Where, like where's that balance between social proof and like actually being authentic? Yeah, a lot of the time you work on the social proof first. Yeah, and then you work about being authentic, because it's hard to become more authentic and to gain those authentic followers without the social proof, right? Mm. 
Because, like, when you start, like, I have accounts that I've run yeah. who have, like, 500 followers. Mm-hmm. It is nearly impossible to get them to 10,000. Yeah. Like, you have to be so active on social media. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Like, on TikTok, to become big, yeah. you have to post five times a day. Yeah. You know how hard it is to come up with five? That's a full-time job. <laughs> Trust me, I know. We, yeah, right? I know. And then, and then on top of that, Instagram, they tell you you have to post, like, five stories a day, yeah. three reels a week, another two posts. So, you're like, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody, A, nobody has the time for that. Yeah. That At least the people that we're working with, yeah. you know? Or individually, at least. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it, it doesn't make sense to do it that way. So, you kind of work on getting them the social proof, and then you build authenticity by filming good content and getting people to actually follow and start liking and engaging with your content. That's actually that's interesting you say that because we, we sort of took a different approach. For sure. Yeah, with most what people we do. do. What we think, it, like, at the beginning, we were definitely like, okay, put, pump out as much as you can, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, TikTok, the more videos you have, the more it's going to do well. But what is the difference? Like, if the content's good, right, mm-hmm. it's going to get viewed. Is it not? Or do you think you have to go with the quantity side. Yes, no. Like, I think if you're if you're pursuing it, like, as a full-time job and stuff like that, sure. you can definitely grow. Mm-hmm. And the good content will get you there. Yeah. A lot of the time, though, it could be the best piece of content in the world, but a lot of people won't give you the time of day. They won't see it. Because okay. you have 500 followers, 1,000 followers, they'll look at you and they'll say, why, why would I believe whatever this person is saying? Why would I waste yeah. my, my time watching this video? Because, again, you got the three seconds, you know? So they'll see your video with 50 views, they're going to go to the next one. They're not even going to look at the video, you know? Yeah. So it really just finding that balance. But you can definitely grow yeah. easily, yeah. Like I know on TikTok, we, we got a client. He posts uh, every second day, give or take, so like 15 times a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the, f- the first 11 months, we got him to 100K on TikTok. Mm-hmm. The following two months, he's at almost 200,000 now. Okay. So it's possible. Yeah, it definitely, okay. you know? But is that conversion there for TikTok, though? Like, Getting them, okay, yeah, you got like 200K on TikTok. Yeah. Convert that to YouTube where you can monetize that. Yeah, it's What's tough. That? Yeah, that, that's like, yeah. that conversion is hard, but like, is there a hack to that though? No hacks. No hacks? No <laughs> hacks. There's no, no hacks. There's no cheat codes. I wish there was. I wish there was. YouTube is tough. Yeah. YouTube is by far the hardest platform because it's hard to cheat on there. You can't, you can't build that social proof and then like, you, you can't go the route I was just talking about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so you have to go the authentic route. Right. And that's just tough. The best way on YouTube to grow, in my opinion, is to go in there with uh, with a budget and run YouTube ads. Yeah. And that's kind of how you get uh, uh, more views and then eventually more subscribers and stuff like that. It's a long process, though. Yeah. It really is. Or you just do it from scratch and you post once a week, twice a week, mm-hmm. consistently for a year, and you'll get there. Yeah. But most people don't have the time of day <laughs> to post once or twice a day for, or once or twice a week for a year, right? I also think people want instant gratification. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's so much more rewarding to wake up with 2,000, 3,000, 50,000 more followers. Yeah. And, like, the little bubble shows up with, you know, <laughs> the amount of numbers. Yeah. It's yeah. so much more rewarding than, you know, maybe posting a video and you get two views on it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That yeah, no, that instant gratification, that's, that's exactly what people want. They don't want to wait. Nobody nobody waits for anything nowadays. Yeah, no. No, they don't. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, talk to me about how you got into high key agency and what wh- what that process looked like. That's that's actually a funny story. So uh, I used to be really close friends with uh, with one with a buddy back in like grade seven, grade eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as as we grew older, we just kind of drifted, right? 
and no hard feelings. Like we're still friends, still yeah. friends to this day. Like I love seeing him whenever I see him, just not as close as we were. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we kind of drifted, he became friends with Luke Lintz. Yeah. Who's, who's the CEO and founder of high key along with his two brothers. Um, so then through that, throughout high school, I got introduced to Luke in like grade 10, mm-hmm. you know, and never friends, like friendly, you know, like we, we see each other. Hey, what's up? But yeah. never hang out outside of school, whatever. And then when I started my own agency, I reached out to Luke and I said, hey, man, how do I find more clients? Yeah. Because closing them is super easy. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally not a problem. Once once I get to talk, to, once I talk to someone who's interested in social media, mm-hmm. getting them to sign the contract is easy. Yeah. You know, it's just finding those people that want them, want to be, uh, want to be taking part in social media and all that. Um, so I reached out to Luke, said, hey, man, let's go. Let's go grab lunch, whatever. Um, at that time, I actually thought he was in L.A. I had no clue he was in Winnipeg. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, let's meet at three. I was like, central time, <laughs> Pacific time. And he's like, I'm in Winnipeg. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, flight. oh, sick. Let's go get, let's go get lunch. Yeah. <laughs> so we went and grabbed lunch. And then Luke's like, he gave me his advice, whatever. At the end of it, he said, you got to come work for me. Wow. And I said, ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. I declined it. I said, I really want to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. That's that's I I think I can build up my own agency. I've only started. This was like three months in, and we already had forty five thousand dollars with the clients, yeah. which is crazy, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. So in like three months, and I was like, man, this could I could really help this blow up. And he's like, okay, whatever, think about it. Yeah. And then uh, so that same buddy that I used to be really close friends with actually invites me out to his cabin in August, right? So that summer. And I was like, yeah, 100%, man, I'd love to go. I show up and Luke is there. <laughs> he, sent, he spent the whole weekend selling me on it. <laughs> Eventually he come, I, and I, again, like I was like, I really think I can do this on my own. So I, I ended up saying no. Eventually he comes and he says, hey man, I got the perfect client for you. And I was like, all right, shoot, let, let's go. What, what, what's this client? Uh-huh. This client wanted 24 posts a day. Wow. So like one every hour, absolutely insane. That like literally insane. once every hour. So yeah. like we'd schedule it like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., all throughout the day. It made no sense. I would never in a million years recommend anyone to do that. Yeah. The guy couldn't keep up with it. He kept up with it for a month. Sure. But that's how Lou got me into high key. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ended up through there, like as that client kind of dropped off, I still did a good job with him. Like the social media still looked great. Mm. So at that point, that was just kind of me learning high key and how they do things. And then he started giving me more clients and then eventually became my full-time job. Yeah. Uh, props to those guys. Those guys are killer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're, yeah, it's crazy. And the people you get to meet through them, like I, best decision taking that job. <laughs> <laughs> no regrets. What, what opportunities have you gotten just through like the social media agency style? Like what's yeah. something you did that you never thought you could do through that? It, all of it, honestly, like just the people I talked to, mm-hmm. um, I, I never thought I'd meet like a, like I, I knew I'd be a millionaire eventually, sure. but like a hundred millionaire. I don't even yeah. know. What you, like, <laughs> yeah. This guy, he has his net worth is 400 million. Wow. Like that is crazy, yeah. you know? And I never thought I'd meet someone like that. Mm-hmm. And and just the things you learn from people like that are insane. I just bought my first house. Yeah. I saw that. And that was because of him a hundred percent, you know, like his, his mentorship t- to me, he, he's my client, <laughs> but he's mentored me throughout the whole way, you know, and because of him, I've been able to buy this house, you know, and now I'm, an, I'm a real estate investor, mm-hmm. you could say, right? So uh, I got to, I get to talk to the biggest fighters in the world. That's yeah. crazy. You know, like those years, Dustin Poirier, yeah. Vitor Belfort, Chris Weidman, like those are crazy names that I never thought I'd, I talked to. Tai Tuivasa, he's fighting tomorrow night. I'm <laughs> super stoked yeah. for that one. Um yeah, just getting to meet some cool people, get to work in some cool projects is it's crazy. Do you ever have to like pinch yourself and be like, "Yo, am I am I dreaming? Or is this like <laughs> is this even real?" 
Yeah, yeah, a lot, honestly. So, so over the summer, so the same client, he actually flew me out. Uh, I'll give him a shout out, Robbie Clark. Yeah, <laughs> you got to go check him out. He, uh, yeah, so he's a big real estate investor, but he uh, flew me out to Tampa and we went to Miami and we actually did a night in Vegas as well. Um, and he flew me out because uh, for Inside Fighting, we got a sponsorship with Blueface, which was crazy, right? So yeah. through High Key, like it, we got in touch with Blueface, got him. He was he was doing like the celebrity boxing match with yeah. uh, I forget who was the TikToker. The TikToker. It was a TikToker. Yeah, I don't yeah. remember his name though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was he fought him. It was bare knuckle boxing. They actually yeah. fought with gloves on, but we got to go to the bare knuckle boxing event, which was crazy. That's insane. That's deadly. Man, yeah. People fighting with no gloves on makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> just put the gloves on. Yeah. Everybody leaves with broken hands. Yeah. What's the point? You can't fight for another four or five months after till your hands are fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we got to go to that event. That was crazy. Uh, and there, I was like that whole trip. I I didn't think I would do anything. Like we got on a private jet. We went on a yacht. Like I could never in a million years imagine that I would do those things you know yeah. like that's crazy that's the life yeah yeah <laughs> that, yeah <laughs> and you yeah. come back to winnipeg yeah like? yeah <laughs> but does that motivate you to be like hey i want to do that again yeah and like, i mean i want to do that also for myself and the people around me yeah so it's it's a fine line i think that everybody wants to be wealthy from my wealth comes from comfort yeah you know, i want to be comfortable i want to do whatever i want whenever i want mm-hmm. and money not be an issue you know do I want to have a hundred million? Do I want to have 400 million? Honestly, not really. It's yeah. not, not, not a huge goal of mine. Sure. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. Don't get me wrong. But for me, I'm, my goal is to have a comfortable life, you know, to be able to travel whenever and wherever I want to be able to work whenever I want. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the goal. It's, uh, I can't really put a dollar value on it per se. I'm, I'm curious to see where do you develop that mentality? Because everyone, when they get into this world, right? They're like, yo, I'm chasing that bag. Like I want that like hundred mil. I want I've that. I've seen like, too many people like yeah. that. <laughs> that yeah. That's it. Yeah. You don't get anywhere. You yeah. know, everybody wa- is chasing that bigger dollar sign, but every person with a ton of money tells you that more money doesn't change your happiness. You know, it's that comfort level that gives you that happiness that yeah. you want. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't know what dollar value, you, maybe that dollar value is a hundred million mm-hmm. to equal that comfort that I'm seeking. I couldn't tell you though. Yeah, I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. But yeah, it really is just to be, have a comfortable life and to be able to do whatever whenever I want. So, are, are you comfortable now? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more comfortable than most people my age. Sure. Like I'm, I'm, I'm 22. You know, I work from home. Yeah, I work whatever hours I want. I make a good living. Mm-hmm. I bought a house. Like yeah. that's a lot more comfortable than yeah. most 22 year olds can say they are. You know. But is that like ultimate comfort? No, ultimate comfort is to not have to work, you know, if yeah. I don't want to or work if I want to, yeah. you know? Agreed. So, yeah, still away from there. Uh, where's that grind? Like, uh, To get that lifestyle, you got to put in the work. I'm curious to see what that work looks like. Yeah, so it's, it's tough. So right now my, my work is I'm just focusing on social media, you know, and I'm focusing on high key and how I can make the most money doing that. Um, I, I do grind a little bit on the side as well. Like you work, I work a 40-hour week for high key. Mm-hmm. Usually you could work an 80 hour week, you know, yeah. but that also is going to reach you to burnout, you know, yeah. and I'm not, I don't want to reach that at the age of 22. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do take on some personal clients on the side here and there. Um, you know, if somebody like a small business ads run, I could easily do that. It's a few extra hundred dollars in my pocket. Let's yeah. do it. You know, mm-hmm. um, if a very small client, um, wants to do social media and they're not fit for high key. Yeah. Maybe I can take it on. You know, I, I've learned how to be very efficient with my time. So like a small client, might not take that many hours out of my day, you know, or out of my week. It might only take a couple of hours where for them, it takes like 10, 15 hours yeah. to get up and going, you know? Um, 
But yeah, sorry, I lost my chain of thought here. But yeah, so right now, sorry, grinding social media. Um, I'm thinking real estate is kind of my next venture. Yeah. Um, we'll see how this first property goes. I don't want to talk too far <laughs> in advance, but hopefully we get this rented out soon. soon uh, and I start making money there. And then hopefully I'm on to the next property, you know, and start making passive income and start figuring it out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so the, the company's so young. Like I, social media might not even be like our main focus five years from now, you know, maybe it's going to be management. Maybe we work with artists. Maybe we start managing these UFC fighters, you know, yeah. like who knows? That's all like in the realm of possibilities. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I have one question and you're free to answer it if you want to. Yeah. Uh, uh, how much does a person charge? Like, let's say someone comes to you mm-hmm. and they say, hey, I want X amount of posts per week. I need you to do this for me. What's your rate? Like how much you charge and how much are you taking home? You don't have to answer if you yeah, want to. Yeah, no. So so at Hikey, I get paid hourly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So so that's just like predetermined, pre- sure. pre-agreed upon. Um, it depends. So the average kind of package I'd say outside of Hikey is probably about 1500 if you're looking for like a regular social media service. Okay. So that might get you like 10, 15 posts a week, mm-hmm. uh, plus a dedicated manager. Uh, everybody offers different things. You know, some people will offer you to have a videographer. Some people will offer all of that. Uh, sometimes you got to pay for it on your own. So I'd say about 1500 is the average one. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Hikey, we offer a premium service. Uh, you get to work with like the best managers. You get to work with the best services. Um, and we make sure that the content we deliver is like to the T what you want, where other agencies might not offer it. Um, plus, we're just so much bigger than everyone else in the game, you know, so we get to charge that premium. <laughs> yeah. um, so our lowest package actually starts at 2500 for Instagram management. Um, and that's all on our website. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's no, all public info and stuff like that. Um Profit margins, I can't talk about yeah. those, yeah, but different uh, different agencies, they they depending on how they do things, the profit margins vary quite a bit. But I've seen agencies with like 70% profit margins, 80%. But it really depends how you invest that money afterwards, you know, how you grow that agency. Because our clients grow with us, you know. As we get bigger, mm-hmm. we're able to offer them better services, mm-hmm. and they just grow with it. So they're happy to pay it as long as they're getting what they want, you know. We interrupt this episode to bring you another sponsor. If you've ever considered building a website, you've probably definitely heard of Squarespace. Squarespace is an online website web designer that allows you to create your website from scratch using a wide range of templates. If you want to build an e-commerce site, a small business, Squarespace got it all. Click the affiliate link in our description to start building your website today. You'll be helping out the show and also creating a killer website to flex on your peers. Now back to the episode. Yeah, where, where do you see the social media world in the next like couple of years? You know, like with this whole cryptocurrency coming in, with the metaverse coming in, like NFTs, you name it, right? I wish I could tell you. (laughs) The metaverse sounds crazy right now. Yeah. Where's that going to go? I have no clue. You know, it sounds like we're going to be living in social media. Oh, yeah, 100%. Which is insane. You know, like uh, Zuckerberg comes out and he says, like, right now we're we're living, you have a screen in front of you, you know, and you're in like a 2D dimension looking at your social media. But the whole point of it is to have like an immersive experience so right. it's gonna be 3d you're gonna be literally living in social i i don't even want to think about it because that seems crazy to me yeah. I, how am i supposed to manage someone <laughs> you know yeah. yeah it's crazy but the realm of possibility like man like you could have a, it's endless like, yeah it's endless it, it really is we don't even know what social media is gonna be like think about social media 10 years ago versus now it's not even close you know yeah. like facebook started 10 years ago it was that was all there was around 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've talked about it on the show and we are fascinated by it. Yeah, man. Things. And the whole social proof idea is only going to get bigger. Better. Right? Like yeah. right now it's like, oh, you got a blue check? Oh, cool. Cool. You're like, you know. Yeah. You I have a board ape though. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But like, yeah, how crazy. are you flexing that in the metaverse? Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
fake it till you make it is it's the most realistic saying that I think there is, honestly. Because you could fake it and eventually you will make it mm-hmm. and people will never knew you were faking it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yeah. know? It comes up. Yeah. I loved your hard work, your dedication. And yeah. Once you make it, but when it's there, it's... Yeah. But no, the metaverse is going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be insane. Do you I ever have those people, like, reaching out to you? Like, they never talked to you in high school or, you know, they never talked to you before you, you made it. <laughs> Quote, unquote, you made it. They now the, they're reaching they out the and they're job. like, yo, Adam, Man, the car. how you, how you been, bro? <laughs> I, I was thinking about this actually last night, and I, I didn't know how to word this because I, I don't want it to come out the wrong way, but yeah. I'll just go ahead and say it. I... I don't hate it. I obviously respect it when people are like, oh my God, you're doing so well for yourself, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But personally, like, I don't like hearing it because I know I'm not where I want to be. Mm. And it's like, everyone's like, oh my God, you're doing so many great things. You're, you're, you're doing great. And I'm like, yeah, I, like it's, I'm doing pretty well right now, yeah. but it's only going to get better and I can't get stuck. Because once people start boosting your ego, you can't get stuck in that mentality of like, I've made it, you I know? Agree. And that's yeah. what happens to most people. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't like hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, yeah. that mentality is key. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. But then it comes out the wrong way. You sound cocky, you know, yeah. like, oh, you don't like hearing people tell you you made it. You yeah. know? No, no. Like, you got bigger dreams. It. You got yeah. bigger yeah, dreams, exactly. right? So. Yeah. Like to the ordinary person, you've made it. Yeah. To you, <laughs> you have you have goals you want to hit, right? Yeah, like, I'm 22. How, yeah. how could anyone <laughs> at 22 over. make yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Like, there's so many more years to live. There is, yeah. yeah. And it's not only, like, what you do right now. It's like, can you sustain this, yeah. right? Like, It's the longevity. That's that's what defines or that's what separates, like, the people who are great versus exactly. the people who aren't great, right? Because especially with these trends, right? And, and I'm sure you've seen, like, uh, people on social media, influencers. It's an attention game. Yeah, and if sure. you don't have that attention, how are you generating let's say an income how are you how are you staying relevant so for rel- sure so how do you deal with that like is it just like do you fall into that cycle of like oh i just gotta keep posting and posting and posting and posting like when does this end yeah personally i don't do anything on my personal side <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, but, but for, for clients client. yeah yeah no you just gotta keep going taking a break is the worst thing you can do yeah never take a break, which, take a break. which sucks you know yeah. like it just uh. it maybe plan ahead so you can take like a break in your personal life. We're online, right? So you could mm-hmm. be taking a break and no one knows oh, any different. Yeah. I was posting like when I went on Miami, my Miami trip and all that. I saw people in like November. I got back in August. I saw people in October and they're like, oh my God, you're in Winnipeg. I'm like, yeah, I posted in August. <laughs> yeah. I was in Miami. Like, what do you mean am I yeah. in Winnipeg? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's the only way they know though. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. No so a hundred percent. So if you're able to kind of stack it a little bit and have content going for the next like month, your month in advance, you know, mm. yeah, go take that month break, whatever. No one, no one's going to know the difference. You have a manager. He'll, he'll post for you. I'll post for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. But yeah. like, do you think it's better to have like a story and a mission behind what you're trying to achieve like in, in the social world? Or is it also just like you'll pump out as many TikToks as you can per day and any posts you can per day, get that social proof first, then focus on the mission statement? It depends. It depends on the platform. TikTok, just put out videos. Yeah. Like like literally like, because you can't come out with five good pieces of content per day. Mm-hmm. So just come out with as much as you can, post it. Some things will stick, some things won't. Yeah. But those things that stick are going to get you that following. Like, we, we had a client who was getting, like, 1,000, 2,000 views consistently on, on TikTok, which is, like, whatever. Like, yeah. for a small account, it's pretty good. But mm-hmm. if you want to grow, it's nothing, right? I don't know where. Four million views. <laughs> well, it was, like, insane. Yeah. 30K followers came from that. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's how you grow. So, it was literally that one piece of content that switched his entire TikTok page. And all of a sudden, he had that social proof. You know? And all of a sudden, people were more willing to watch. 
And literally, like, we hit that first 100,000. A month later, two months later, we were at 170,000. Like, that's crazy. You yeah. know, and it took us 11 months to get to that first 100. <laughs> so does it only take one? One thing? Yeah, yeah. It Well, it takes a couple, right? But you want to hit that one thing several times. Yeah. And they could be spaced out or whatever. Okay. But eventually, you will grow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking at a platform like Instagram or YouTube specifically, the quality is a lot more, impo- more important than the quantity, you know? Uh, Instagram's almost like that sweet balance where yeah. YouTube's like, it has to be quality. If it's not a quality piece of content, it, it's going literally nowhere. Because mm. you're asking people for like 10 minutes of their time. Yeah. Some, sometimes you're asking for 45 minutes if you're doing a podcast, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're asking for three seconds Second. on other <laughs> platforms, you know? Yeah. So you got to find that balance, yeah. But uh, is it also like targeting? Like the targeting the people that you want to reach? Like You got to be in a niche. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pick your niche. Don't, don't just be general. Yeah. Some people want to become influencers, you mm-hmm. know? And they just want to be like those normal influencers, whatever the people you see, you know, like the Harry Jowsey, who yeah. does nothing. And then he, he's got a crazy fall, you know, yeah. <laughs> everybody wants to be that person. Yeah. Unless you do something crazy, you're never going to be that person, Yeah, you know? So you have to pick a niche, whatever it is, just, just pick it, you know, whether it's crypto, whether it's real estate, whether it's just showing people like a day in your life, whatever you want to be one of those influence by all means, but, but pick your thing, you know, and, and stick with it. Are you guys, um, as social media marketers specifically, are you guys, uh, how do I say this, um, dependent on the algorithm? Like, if the algorithm changes, how how does that impact you guys? What we offer is I'm going to keep up with the algorithm. That's something you can't do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe something didn't work because the algorithm changed. Uh-huh. But at least we're trying to make it appeal to the algorithm okay. where without us, you'll never be able to get there. You know, yeah. so that that really is the biggest thing that we're able to offer our clients. But how do, how do you know? Facebook's not telling you their algorithm. No one's telling you their algorithm. No one's telling you, but when you know enough people in the industry, you, you, you kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, we we have people, we know people that work for Facebook. Yeah. We have people, like, that's that's how we get people verified, you know? So, it's through, like, back-end panels and stuff like that and, and all that. Um, so, that's how people get to the verification process. Um when you're when you're when you're big on YouTube, I tell you. Sorry, what was that? He's like, I need, He's a, like, we I need, need one yeah. of those. <laughs> yeah, um, He's sitting right there, man. <laughs> uh, what else? YouTube. Yeah, they will actually like send representatives to you, and like oh. once you once you get to a certain stage, they'll tell you what they're looking in your channel for and stuff like that. So like you'll see big YouTubers. Like I was watching a Mr. Beast video the other day. He was on someone's uh, podcast where he joined someone's show for for a quick ten minutes, mm-hmm. and people tell him like you got to post weekly on the same day. Every week, you know, like your video's got to be ten minutes. Like that—that's all like public info. Like yeah, you, yeah. if you if you do enough inf- enough research, you'll be able to find out what works, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Plus, as social media managers, we do it with so many different clients that we're able to see what works for some clients and what doesn't work for some uh-huh. for other clients. You know, so we're able to kind of take it and and, and apply it in other areas. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Is it also always like a constant learn, adjust every day, apply always? Yeah, yeah. always, always learning and adjusting. Always. Like, Instagram even changes the way their platform looks, you know, every yeah. time. So, like, uh, I don't know what your guys' Instagrams look like, but my, like, Instagram reels take up the entire screen of my Instagram. Yeah. Is the same yeah. for you guys? Yeah, yeah. So, at one point, it wasn't like that, right? Yeah. At one point, you had to click in and yeah. then it'd go full screen, right? Yeah. Um, so, that even changes how we format the videos. Exactly, yeah. You know, because... 1080. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that, that really is, like, the biggest thing. We just got to keep keep changing and keep applying. Yeah, and it sucks because sometimes like my Instagram will look one way and yours will look another way. Yeah, yeah. So and that, I, I like, that how how too, are you yeah. supposed to format videos? You yeah. know, like what format do you follow? So we always follow the old one until everyone has the new one. 
type oh, of thing. Oh, we ha- we had a question, or we yeah. talked about this before. What about you think about what do you think about uh, platform censoring um, certain brands, certain influencers? Thought on that because they the 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 platform's gonna make money. Yeah, it's always gonna happen. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. You know, you gotta at the end of the day, uh, it's not like these platforms are like a monopoly, but they are within their own like little certain niche. You know. Yeah. So there's nothing you can do about it. So just follow it. Or sometimes what you can do is you can build a following of people who are against it, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's what you see some people do. But yeah, just follow what they say. That's the whole thing about the metaverse, right? Where the no one owns it and you can do whatever you want and there's no censoring. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of it, yeah. right? So uh, yeah, just follow it. I don't know. It, it's tough to say because a lot of people do get censored, you know? Yeah. Do you agree yeah. with it? Do you think people should have the right to say their voice? For sure. Or do you think? Yeah, to to uh, to a certain degree, you know, most people should be able to voice their opinion. But for example, one thing I like strongly disagree with, like YouTube, you mentioned COVID, and it's gone. gone. Yeah. It's in a positive, That's negative weird. way, yeah. in like a super neutral way. Just don't talk about it. Yeah, is yep. their thing, which is crazy to me. Yeah, like that is insane. Yeah, I, I I guess misinformation. That's what they're trying to prevent. But like people have their opinions. And, for sure, for sure, and right. The AI of just like even if you mention the word COVID, it shows up like underneath. Yeah. Like, but what's misinformation yeah. at the end of the day? You know, like what what says that someone else like someone might have done their research and in their eyes, yeah, exactly. it's not even yeah. in their eyes. It's not even an opinion. It's like facts. You know. Yeah. They could be 100% wrong. They could be looking in the wrong sources <laughs> the entire time. Wikipedia. Yeah, but it, you know, at the end of the day, what, like, how do you even value misinformation? I, I don't know, you know? That's true. That's yeah. True. What is it, do you, like, like dealing with, like, bigger clients, right? They have these big egos, man. Like, yeah. You, you, you nudge them a little bit, and they're going to be, like, backfire on you. Like, wh- you got to build that report. Yeah. You got you to gotta get them to trust you. Mm-hmm. And you got to stroke their ego sometimes, like, you know, like, like help them, help them feel like as big as they are, you know, yeah. but sometimes you got to shoot them back down to earth and be like, Hey, look, I know you think this is how it's done. Yeah. But I'm the social media <laughs> yeah, manager here at the yeah. end of the day. Let's do it my way. And sometimes they'll tell you to fuck off yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah. you know, by all means, like, okay, sure. Yeah. You'll still pay me. I'll yeah. do what, cause at the end of the day, my job is to make you happy. Yeah. That's like a super basic. I got to keep you happy. So I'll do whatever it takes to keep you happy to be able to keep you as a client, you know? I will tell you when I think you're wrong, but if you're not going to let me tell you you're wrong, then you're always right. <laughs> you know, like the customer's always right. That's that's the, the motto. The yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a bad experience that you maybe don't want to say the person's name, but something that... Honestly, it's funny because I haven't. No? Okay. I'm, a, I'm a type of person that people, and again, it's going to sound like cocky, but... <laughs> People have a tough time being mad at me because yeah. <laughs> I'm a nice person yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And I never mean harm to anyone. So people never try. Never People just don't get mad at me. Yeah. That's how it is, you know. Um, but have I seen it go south like with other managers where a client gets pissed at them? A hundred percent. What do we do? Well, we just pass it on to the next manager. <laughs> and usually it's me to, to fix fix the wounds, you know. But yeah, like that, that one client I keep mentioning. um, that, that we got to 100K, 170K on TikTok, whatever. Mm. He went through two other managers before me. Mm. <laughs> and okay. he, he couldn't get along with them. They weren't getting his vision. They weren't getting what, what he wanted. Mm-hmm. I worked with, I've been working with him for almost a year now. <laughs> and yeah. we've had zero issues. Yeah. We actually, when we went in Tampa, he lives in Tampa. And I, I got to meet him for the first time. It's funny because I don't meet any of my clients in person. Yeah. It's super weird. <laughs> it's yeah. all over the phone or video. But I got to meet him in person for the first time. And I was with Luke at the time. And he goes to Luke. 
man, why didn't you get me with Adam two years ago? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it really is just about sometimes personalities don't mesh, so you just got to switch it around sometimes, and it's all good. We're all, we're all great managers if we're working for the same company. You know, we, we all help each other at the end of the day. That makes sense. Yeah. Any, any thoughts on cancel culture? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep it at that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, that's a tough one, you yeah. know? I don't think anyone, well, it's tough to say because you can do some really bad stuff and you probably should get canceled. Yeah, if you're a bad person. For sure, right? But if you have a bad opinion that yeah. you might disagree with, you shouldn't get canceled for that, you know? At the end of the day, if it's an opinion, if you did some messed up, like, yeah, get out of here, yeah. you know? But, yeah, people get canceled too easily nowadays. Yeah. Like, very, very easily. Um, and it sucks because you see this this person on social media, but you don't see the hours, hours. and hours. years that they've put into social media and crafting this platform to be able to be canceled eventually, you know? <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. No, I, for the most part, disagree with it. But I do understand in certain circumstances yeah. you have to cancel someone. If yeah. your intention is, you know, bad, yeah. then, you know. Yeah, if you're a shitty person, <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't have the platform. Exactly. That's That's it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and then that's the, that's the scary part too, right? Like you gotta, then you're going to be like, yo, I got to watch what I say and you can't really be authentic be then, awesome. right? Like, so. Well, that's the thing, right? So that's, in that scenario, you shouldn't get canceled, you know? Yeah. But if you're worried about getting canceled for something you said yeah. that you did wrong, yeah. that well, you, it's not yeah. about saying it that's wrong. It's you did that. that, you that did that's that. messed yeah. up that you did it, you know? Yeah. So it's not about, oh my God, I can't say whatever I want on social media. It's like, no, don't do these things in real life. And then you don't have to say them, you know? Yeah, yeah facts. Yeah. So what's the future looking like for you? Like where you see yourself in like the next five years or so? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> I couldn't tell you I'll be here a year ago, Yeah, you know, and that's great. So five years from now, I, I can't even think that far ahead. Uh, five years from now, I'm hoping to be, uh, be five properties in right now. I'm aiming for like one property a year, mm -hmm. um, through like the Burr model or whatever. Right. right? I, yeah. I'm sure if people are interested in real estate, they kind of, uh, I've heard of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, one property a year, uh, they say five cover like the average person's expenses, yep. um, through passive income. So that's that comfort level that we're talking about, like very basic though, right? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, hopefully still working with Hikey, doing work with them. Um, I hope we get into that management side of things that I mentioned, you know, managing celebrities, getting people brand deals. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, that's what I like doing. You know, I like, the, the, the part I least like about my job is coming up with captions and yeah. posting, which yeah. is crazy. That's the main part of my job, <laughs> but I hate it. I, yeah. I, I, I'm good at it. I yeah. just don't like it. it. I feel like it's like, it's almost like a brain numbing activity, yeah. you know, like I, there's no, I'm not stimulated in any way because it's so, so similar to so many people. Like I manage like four real estate clients. Yeah. So at the end of the day, for the post, if I'm doing four posts for that day, all of them are surrounding real estate motivation. I'm just rewording the same sentences, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, I hope we get to more into management. It'd be super sweet to work with celebrities. Um, UFC fighters would be great. Um, and just helping people develop their brands who are already in some sort of space, you know, that'd be huge. What about like your business as we mentioned in your intro? Um, yeah. You got toothbrush, a yeah. Toothbrush. Oh, yeah. 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 Talk, so about that, talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually, a, uh, that's a cool project. We started, uh, my buddy and I, Val Lazo, uh, in the summer. Uh, we just wanted to start a business together and we thought like, what, what's a good niche that we could target? Um, am I passionate about toothbrushes? No, no, I'm not, you know, but do I think there's a, we need to change our habits and become more sustainable? Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, at the end of the day, I, I think actually where I see myself is going to, I, I'd love to be able to give back, you know? Yeah. And from day one, what I've told Val is like my dream with this company is to eventually to be able to plan out like 
almost like charity trips mm-hmm. where we go to like underdeveloped countries or whatever or we go to like coastal countries because the, the biggest thing with the toothbrushes is that they end up in, either in a landfill or in the oceans you know and they're all plastic so the bamboo ones are, are biodegradable whatever eventually they'll, they'll degrade you know the plastic ones will outlive you mm-hmm. um but from day one what i've said is that i'd love to be able to plan a trip to go to like a, a country and help clean up their coastal lines you know like help like clean up the pollution it'd be super sweet to take someone with us, you know, right. like that's the goal. It's not yeah. the goal to be able to afford to do it myself. It's to bring like a whole group with us that, that love Earthbrush yeah. uh, to do it with us. I think that'd be cool. What's the product development side of looking like that? Like I'm, I'm curious to see that side, like developing yeah. the brush itself to be biodegradable. Yeah. It's hard. So it, it really is the material at the end yeah. of the day. It's still not perfect. Yeah. So the toothbrush is like 90% biodegradable. Yeah. The one part that isn't, are the uh, the nylon like the bristles? Yeah, uh, those those you can't. So those what we tell people is you have to actually just remove it. You can it's it's wood, so you can easily snap it. Yeah, if not you just take pliers and you <laughs> you snap it with those, you know. But you just and that's part's recyclable, and then the rest of the toothbrush is biodegradable. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we gonna reach a sustainable solution? I, I don't know. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but that's kind of where every company is struggling right now, and that's also a lot of the comments, the negative comments you see. Yeah, those they have to do with that. But so we try to combat it with having like we have the uh, Nano Earthbrush, right? Which has like twenty thousand bristles. Um, so that's like a soft one for your gums. That one's super cool as well. It's great to see that you're actually, you know, you have a intention of doing well. You know, yeah, I think that always has to be your intention. You yeah. know that that yeah. I, like I I think when I see people doing like the different charity events. Um, like doing those like barbecues to f- feed people who are homeless, whatever. Like I think that's so sick. Yeah. And I'd love to be able to do stuff like that. And you obviously have to build up a little bit of a following for people to donate, or you have to build up the funds to yeah. be able to donate yourself. You know. So it's really about just working to eventually get into those. I think that that'd be super cool to be able to spend my time. I- I'm curious to see because like you want to go into real estate. Yeah. And I'm kind of like looking into the same route too. Yeah. So do you think? The five properties you want, are they're going to stay in Winnipeg or they're going to be all over? Yeah, so it's funny. So a lot of people, there's, have you guys heard of the term slumlord? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Just, just a crappy lum, sl- yeah. uh, landlord. That's all yeah, it okay. is, right? Yeah. So like a landlord that doesn't treat their tenants well, whatever. Sure. Um, so there's a lot of those in Winnipeg. Yeah. Like a crazy amount, especially in the north end. Mm-hmm. A lot of people buy these cheap properties and then they know their tenants aren't going to be great because they're not in great financial situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that makes them feel like they can be shitty with their tenants. Yeah. No, you know, you be a, be a decent person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my goal with real estate is to find like underdeveloped areas mm-hmm. to be able to make them. And again, this is all from Robbie. This is his philosophy. You go on his, on his website, like that's literally the first thing they s- you see on the website, but it's going into underdeveloped communities and being able to renovate the homes to be a nice home. Mm-hmm. That's also affordable for families who can't live in these crazy okay. neighborhoods, you know? Um, so whether it's changing the flooring, like we, we renovate all of it to make it look nice and stuff like that. Um, and that's mostly the goal for me. Like right now I can't afford that, but if you look at some of his flips, they literally got the entire home Yeah. and they make it look like as nice of a home as you can kind of, yeah, looking at those areas. Well, okay. Let's say someone is trying to start out in the social media, uh, inf- uh, not influencer, uh, agency side, right? Cause we, we know a couple of people who also have agencies ourselves, right? right? So is the need is the market saturated? No. How, what's the most getting people, into it? Sorry. Yeah, most people can only manage a few clients. Okay, you know, like it, it depends on how quick you work. Mm-hmm. But most people cap out at like four or five clients. Yeah, I've been in times. I'm I'm really good with my time and how I manage it. I've had ten clients at one point. You know, so it really is how many you can handle. 
but it's never oversaturated. You know, there's always businesses that need social media done. You just got to find them and yeah. you got to find someone willing to pay. Sure. Uh, if you want to get into it, it's, it's, it's all about time and it's a lot of work in the beginning, like just cold emails, cold calls, just reaching out, talking to all your friends. Hey, look, I'm in social media right now. Do you know anybody who needs social media? Yeah. Okay. Um, it sucks when you start. It really does. Because finding those clients, is, it, I can't stress how hard it is. <laughs> it is so hard finding a good client. Um, but yeah, once you find them, I think there's room for so many more agencies to pop up. Um, but they just got to keep providing work. Because I see a lot of these agencies charging like 500 bucks a month. And frankly, you're stealing from the business. And you're also stealing from the other agencies looking to do good work for these clients. Nobody can do good work for 500 bucks a month. That's just yeah. not, it's not possible, you know? There's so many people that need to be paid um, and you're just not providing value at the end of the day. How do you convince that though? Like how do you convince the ordinary business that like, yo, this is going to be my first gig. I got no proof. Yeah. What do you, that's a tough question. Right. Like start off small. Yeah. I, I would go work for some, for an agency first, or I would get a business to hire me within and pay me hourly. Get that proof. Get show them that you, you're good at what you do. You know, you're not. Nobody's gonna pay you fifteen hundred a month to start off. You know, but maybe you can convince a business owner to pay you fifteen bucks an hour to start doing their social media. You know, and you and you figure out how how to go from there. Um, but yeah, get just get in it. Get it. Get in the business, and eventually you'll find someone willing to pay you monthly. Should yeah. should every business and every person be on social media, or do you think there's a there's certain instances. For the most part, yeah. yeah. For the most part, yeah. There's there's like a very select few that there's no no benefit of being on social, you know. But uh, nowadays, any new business that pops up, they need social media. It's exactly. yeah, you're insane if you're not on social yeah. media. <laughs> you're not like your business is not gonna go anywhere. Nobody's yeah. gonna know it exists. Mm -hmm. We talk about social media like in your Instagram page. A lot of the time, we sell it as a landing page. Yeah. Because people use like when you go out to eat, you know, what do you do first? A lot of back in the day, you'd look up their website. You know, maybe you'd find the menu on there. You're going straight to their Instagram, Instagram to see what kind of food pictures they post to yeah. see if you like any of the food, right? That is true. Uh, so we call it a landing page a lot of the time, yeah. So yeah. What, are, what are some tips you can provide to someone that wants to start into social media or is currently in social media yeah. uh, to help them grow and become the best version of themselves? Uh, I think with anything you do, any business you pursue, you just have to get started. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is just, just do it like and, and invest your time. A lot of people get started and they'll watch like one YouTube video and be like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, you should be watching like, you should be watching A, as much as you can and treat it like a full-time job. Like yeah. if you're working 40 hours, like that's a lot of time not enough because you're playing catch up. Yeah. You should be working that 40 to 80 hour mark range that I was talking about, you know? You don't got to do it forever, but do it for like a few months, you know, really get in there and really learn as much as you can. And, and that's the best way to start, you know, and then go work for somebody that needs social media. There's so many. I, I have, uh, I'm, I'm subscribed to like Indeed, in, Indeed List. Okay. So that way, whenever somebody posts that they need like social media done, I get an email, you know, um, and I'll look through them sometimes. At this point, I don't really look to them anymore. Uh, but they're posting social media jobs daily. Uh, and a lot of the time, like back in the day, I used to spend time convincing these jobs saying, hey, why would you hire someone within when you can hire me? Yeah. You know? And that's kind of what I did. And a lot of people can be doing that as well. Um, but yeah, just go get a job that, that, at there the end of the day, you know, go get yeah. that job, go get that proof and, and, and keep grinding. Get that bag. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> On that note, I think this is a perfect way to end off the podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to check out Adam. We'll link everything in the description below. Um, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Uh, if you haven't already subscribe, hit that like button. We're back on all streaming platforms as well as YouTube, uh, live every Tuesday morning at 1130 AM on the UMFM radio station, 101.5 FM. 
And until next time, peace. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Let's go.